This episode is sponsored by Illusion Clothing Company. Uh, it's EC77 on Instagram. Make sure you guys go check them out. They got hoodies. They got sweatshirts, uh, good t-shirts, all kinds of good graphic tees, hats, all kinds of stuff, uh, pants, um, embroidered hats. I mean, it's really good quality stuff, guys. Go check them out um, if you really mess with it. So, uh, yeah, go check them out. And that's EC77.com. Welcome back to the lounge. We are the Kickback Lounge Podcast. I am your co-host today, Kendall Brown. I am today joined with my co-host, Drew Young. What up? Yeah. We back in the lounge. We got some stuff to talk about, guys. Uh, we are on a new location. Uh, this is a shiny, brand new studio. Drew, you want to talk, tell them a little bit about it? It is in an undisclosed location, <laughs> an undisclosed <laughs> spot, so don't worry about it. Just know we're in St. Louis. <laughs> we're in St. Louis, yes. We're in beautiful downtown St. Louis. Uh, beautiful day outside. It's nice, yeah, it's pretty 70 nice 70 degrees, uh, yeah. nice and sunny, so if you uh, are hearing this on Monday... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's supposed to be 90 this weekend yeah it's be super hot yeah man we're getting back to summertime yeah man all right so uh what we got to talk about today man yeah so we got some good topics today gonna get into a little bit of dave Chappelle, a little bit of elon musk and a little bit of uh some sketchy stuff going on with the ufc yeah yeah um so yeah let's get into it right into it um so first off we have the Dave Chappelle incident. Uh, if you guys don't know, Dave Chappelle was doing a stand-up special. I think he's filming a special right now. Yeah, he's currently doing like another Netflix special. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Probably he's getting doing paid racks. All racks. I mean, he's doing his tour. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, even know what city that was in. I'm not sure, but I think Elon Musk, Gunna, and Kanye were all there. Really? I don't know if they were at that specific one or maybe the next one. Because I think whenever you do stand-up, you film multiple like. Every time he does live shows, yeah. he brings out crowds, though. I mean, Dave Chappelle is probably, like, goat tier uh, of the comedians, for sure. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people will argue. Some people say Chris Rock's better yeah. in terms of, like, pure stand-up. Yeah. But, like, storytelling-wise, uh, Dave Chappelle is pretty much unmatched, I would say. Unmatched. And he's always been a little bit controversial. Would you say that? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's comedy, though. Yeah. His yeah. comedy is definitely one of those ones where, like, uh, it was definitely, like, an 04 comedy. It's an 06 comedy. If you yeah. know who Paul Mooney is, like it's definitely mm-hmm. like offensive comedy. Yeah. And if you have thin skin, like it's it's not gonna fly. Yeah, it's not for you, but if you have thin skin, comedy in general is probably not for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Good point, yeah. Like, um, but yeah, he was doing a stand-up special recording, and some guy apparently had a prop gun and a blade on him. Shit. And he rushed the stage, uh, tackled or attempted to tackle Dave Chappelle, didn't yeah. it? Really successfully work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dave Chappelle got that reaction time on him. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, he's slick. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of unfortunate to see because, like, no security? No, he had security. <laughs> oh, he had security, my boy. <laughs> we'll get to that. And this, this oh. is, uh, this is Dave Chappelle's reaction immediately after the situation. Thank God. That was clumsy. <laughs> He's back there getting stumped. Getting stumped he was. Indeed. So if you've seen if you've seen um 
the video or like any pictures after oh my god did you see uh, oh yeah i saw him in the hospital bed that shit's crazy they had him um like basically what is it handcuffed to the bed well no his arm was broken i was gonna say i couldn't tell if his arm was broken or if that's just how his arm was his arm was broken like they they snapped his shit bro yeah i mean he was bleeding and shit yeah yeah he looked brutally beat i mean (laughs) that's what happens though yeah you can't do that no there's consequence consequences to every accent that you take mm-hmm. and uh if you try to rush the stage of like anybody and their security bro you are liable to get stomped out yeah it's 100 percent your fault you're definitely responsible for the repercussions 100 your fault so what do you say about like do you think he's going to end up suing the, the venue no he charged the stage like he broke the rules i mean dave chappelle you think he's going to like uh, charge the venue no, no, for no. uh lack of security no he didn't they didn't have lack of security it's just like he basically nobody made it up knew, there though Huh? He made it up there though. I think he was in front though. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, his security pretty much uh, stomped the guy out. <laughs> so, you never know that you never expect, especially in a comedy show, you don't right. expect anybody to rush to the stage. I mean, we saw this with uh, Will Smith at the Oscars. Yeah. But obviously, Will Smith is like a legend, and they don't expect. So, did they? Did he have any motive behind it? Um. Not that, not other that I the, saw. Other than the fact of like trying to hurt him, or you know, not that I saw. Probably, obviously, if he has a prop gun, mm-hmm. I would say that's motive right there. <laughs> like he just wanted, he maybe he wanted clout. Yeah. Clout is a hell of a drug. Yeah, but Dave Chappelle, I would yeah. go to a Kevin Hart or something like that, Why? or Pete Davidson. Why get, not get some real clout? You don't think you can get clout off Dave, nah, Chappelle. Dave Chappelle? Dave Chappelle's gonna cook you, bro. Oh yeah, he cooked them after. And <laughs> he's backstage yeah. getting cooked right now. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he goes, he goes, oh, I want to see this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, bro, it's it's bad. But yeah, hopefully this is doesn't lead to a bunch of I was going to say, you've, people we've, attacking we've seen a lot more of stuff. that. We've seen a lot more of that, though, of like fans rushing the stage, fans like you see that thing in the MLB where they started throwing uh, like bottles and trash on the field at the players. No, I didn't. Dude, that went viral, too. There was just a bunch of uh, I think it was. Yankee fans, yeah, just throwing trash and bottles at players, like hitting them in the face and shit. Yeah. Full bottles, dude. Like, I think after the pandemic, people no forgot how to act. Yes, you know what at I mean. At live events, at live events. Yeah, yeah, I would hundred percent agree. Um, you think of uh the storm in the stage shit. You think of the MLB stuff and like basically the stuff that's going on with the NBA too. What's going on with um, the NBA? Of like the protesters, like you see the lady where she glued her hand to the wood. Oh yeah, that that's was a, one of that them. was an L, bro. Dude, I mean. So it's, it's been so she was an animal rights activist. Yeah. Right. At a Grizzlies game. I don't know. She thought like <laughs> and they, she uh, super glued her hand yeah. to like the hardwood right underneath the basket so they couldn't play. Yeah. But like, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure they got her out of there pretty quickly oh, because yeah. it takes a second for. Oh, yeah. The lady, who, the lady who tried to storm the court. Yeah. Um, second attempt, basically. And the guy came. He was sitting next to her and yeah. he intercepted her right before she hit the court. Tackled yeah. her to the ground. They got her out of there, bro. But my thing is like, this has been within like a two-week span I, ho- I hope this is not like a common issue because like oh bro as soon as like okay there's standards of going about life and 100%. having certain behavior that 100%. the reason there's standards is because like you don't want people like there's a way to act and you don't want people to act unexpectedly right um that's just because you kind of ruin because, it. Because yeah, you ruin it for everybody else. Yeah, like you guys paid hard money to see a certain artist, a certain comedian. Yeah. Um, see it through. Like honestly, like if anything, you should be the one who's like stopping those people from jumping on stage. A lot of people are starting to encourage it. Yeah, I think 
the issue is like maybe people want more chaos. Yeah. Or people just think that their specific cause is more important than anything else going on in the world. Right. That like they feel like they have the green light. Or maybe just people want like attention. Like And that's honestly what it is nowadays. It's mostly attention. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean it's it's wild. Uh for him, I would definitely sue. I would sue the venue because uh, stuff like that, that has happened before. But uh, I th- I would think he has his own security. There's as well. probably some policy they haven't put in place. Like he probably signed a contract of you know we'll do this and blah 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 blah. Yeah. But what I think he should do is definitely like get his lawyers involved because like that's a safety concern. Um, and if he's a comedian, yeah, like he's he should be able to do his job. Not only that, but he's in like an arena, so there's a right. lot of people, right. bro. A lot of bodies. I mean, yeah. packed arena, sold out. His shows are always sold out. So yeah. that is crazy that uh, Elon Musk and Ye were yeah. all like, <laughs> dude, that's wild <laughs> together. You, get, you got like the you ever see the Magic Johnson walkout of like mm-hmm. all the celebrities where it's like Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson and like uh, Jack Nicholson, all of them like walking out with him. It's a very famous photo. That's, that's what tough. I. That's what I want, bro. Out of like, yeah any of these guys is just to have like that that uh entourage you know what yeah. i mean especially people, dave Chappelle. people just forgot how to act dog yeah 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 i mean the world is definitely in a different space now but yeah i think that people are starting to show out a lot more <laughs> and it's kind of crazy to see uh, i thought we were over that era you know yeah so of going viral quote unquote going i mean viral. i think it's only going to get worse because people know that i mean look at bad baby for example yeah. like one little moment in time yeah. could get you uh 52 million dollars in a year <laughs> like that's it's wild i mean money's a motivator clouds to the motivator but i mean this has got to stop especially at comedy events bro because like you know they're gonna say some wild shit right. some offensive shit right. sometimes and that's like the one space that it's like almost okay Acceptable. to say it right yeah we went to a, com- a comedy show recently recently uh we saw you know z sanzari yeah. and so i saw z's i saw schultz yeah um, I forgot you saw Schultz. I, I'm hoping to see more because I mean, I, me personally, I love comedy. Bro. They're enjoyable. Yeah, they're enjoyable. They're relatable because you can kind of just chill out, have a drink, and you know, enjoy yourself. So yeah, and I, laugh at like because life is so serious that this is a, literally a space yeah, to man. enjoy it and make fun of what's going on in the yeah. world and not not take life so seriously. Because uh, speaking of which, uh, the quote we're living on borrowed time. Uh, shout yeah. out to Kevin Samuels. Yeah. Because uh, if you guys don't know who Kevin Samuels is, he's one of these guys on YouTube that like tries to improve or help it improve uh, men's lives or yeah. just people, not even just men, just people's lives. Relationship um, advice. Relationship advice. Uh, yeah. Just advice on li- lifestyle advice. Yeah. Um, I helped a lot of like young, young people, mostly men, I would say. Mm-hmm. But just like to know how you should go about like giving advice to know you should uh, how you should go about life. Yeah. Um, I did a little bit more research on him as well. And uh, yeah, he's definitely a person that I kind of took for granted because mm-hmm. I would see like his uh, viral videos and there's like one of them that I keep seeing uh, where he had a, a woman on yeah. and she's basically like trying to flirt with him and stuff yeah. and mess around and he just clicked her. <laughs> he yeah. hung up on her because he was legitimately trying to have a conversation. You know, he's like, yeah. what's your name? All that kind of stuff. She's like, yeah. guess, and you know? Of- yeah, what, uh, she did that. <laughs> she was like, yeah, she was like, guess it, guess it. And yeah. then he was just like, all right, fuck it. it up? <laughs> it's funny as fuck. Shout you, up, you'll shout find out it. to Kevin Samuels. <laughs> um, but while you're pulling that up, I just wanted to say, like, he's a definitely a terrific person. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually dealt with a lot of uh, medical conditions, and one of the ones that killed him was his cancer, stage oh, yeah. three. He uh, 
he was saying he got diagnosed with uh, stage, stage three. three lymphoma at the age of like 21. Yeah. And he was saying that like when everybody was like graduating college, going off to college, whatever, um, he got died. He was like questioning his mortality, like when yeah. he's going to die. That's deep, man. Which like he's basically saying, if you want anything in life, you just got to go after it because you, do, you don't know how long you're going to be here. And I mean, he definitely made big waves, big waves and a lot of money, lived a meaningful life. I would say lived yeah. a really mean, meaningful life. Um, it's really cool to see his outtake or his outlook on that too, because if you're a man, guys out there that are like 20, you know, 21, 19, yeah. like that's literally the stage of your life where you start to plan out the rest of your life and see like who you are as a person, like what you want out of your life, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's really amazing and powerful to hear him say like, while you guys were doing that, (laughs) I was doing that plus thinking about like the value, the value of my life. Yeah. The value of my life. Like that's, that's insane. That's Um, insane. You want to talk motivation. But yeah, a lot of people, a lot of like people didn't like him because he would tell, uh, he would go on with women and like they were, if they were having relationship issues, yeah, uh, it would be like quote unquote regular like women or average women being like, oh, I want a man that makes like over 100K. I want this, yeah. this, and this. Yeah. And he would basically be realistic with them be like, so you're an average woman and you want an above average man. Like, doesn't really it doesn't really add up right you know he was always real with his outlooks on like his takes and that's what you know i've kind of started to respect more often yeah um just because it's like a lot of people will do those motivational speaks and talks and stuff Mm -hmm. but they won't like live the life yeah he was like he's one of those people bullshit that's what i was gonna say i feel like he's one of those people that that's what he did like that's what he lived you see some of the stuff with like sometimes like fresh and fit will get into it like oh why is okay for like a man to cheat and not a woman to cheat like Kevin Samuels really wasn't on that shit. No. He was like, you should want marriage. You should want. Yeah. Like, uh, like he brought you a closer into the relationship. Right. Yeah. Right. And he, he was on like a lot of some bullshit that like a lot of the red pill YouTubers are on. Yeah. But he was more realistic. Uh, good God, though. You know, good really intentions. Good at the really end of the guy. day. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. R.I.P. Kevin Samuels. Yeah. R.I.P. Man. I would say uh, black men definitely need more figures like that. For sure. And I just like for me, it was he went right over my head. But yeah. like I started to look at more of his stuff. And yeah, man, definitely some powerful messages. Shout out to uh, to uh, Kevin Samuels. R.I.P. Man. Yeah. And it's sure. going to be weird with like when a lot of like YouTubers are people we watch past because it's like, yeah, it's it's not like how it was beforehand uh, in life where maybe you've seen a celebrity like but you only seen him on like tv are like performing all mm-hmm. the time but not with like social media you feel if you watch like enough of their content you feel like you get to know them yes you feel like uh like oh i i'm with this person all the time and then it's like yeah so that'll be interesting to see how that goes people on. like uh jennifer lopez i just wanted to you know clarify your point too is just like or amplify on your point is like people like jennifer lopez people like uh leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. uh you know these people have been literally in media and in like the community for a while like mm-hmm. leonardo started at like 12 yeah so like to your point it's like we're kind of almost grew up with this generation of youtubers this is like yeah. the first generation of youtubers that we're going to start to see fall off yeah um i was looking at shay carl the other day his t- kids are like in high school now yeah man. when but we he, first started I watching mean, he had his whole controversy well, well, he, like, well yeah, yeah 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 but it's just like that's what to your point it's like they're getting older you that, know it is such a dangerous space too with like when you're being monitored every day or like you're making videos yeah. like almost every day or content every day it's the like daily if you say were one big. thing yeah if you say one thing or like you fuck up in any a- aspect of life like they'll try to cancel you bro oh they'll yeah get you out of here there's not as many daily vloggers as there used to be and like most people switch to either podcasting 
or you know live streaming things like yeah. that where they don't have to be as accountable yeah i think vlogging the issue with vlogging is like it almost becomes fake or like yeah. you're doing stuff for the vlog and not for your normal life so yeah. uh Der- derbrick dobrick dobrick yeah he uh when he made his video about like saying like the realities of like everyday vlogging him jake paul and all them like when they used to talk about it it's like yeah, some days would have to be like I paid for content. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to pace them, them and them in order to get a video for that day. And yeah. so it became unauthentic. Yeah. And that, that's the reason like a lot of them start to, you know, stop with that content. Yeah. But to your point, it's like it's crazy to see that we're growing up with these people and like we're seeing how they're figuring it out because when we were kids, bro. We didn't really have YouTube like that. Like we did. Nah. We did, but we didn't. Not like it was we just had starting rain, bro. You know what I mean? Like Shout there was to, no vloggers yeah. and, you know, people weren't making a career out of it just yet. Mm-hmm. And so now that people are making a career out of it, you know, how are these kids going to react whenever Mr. Beast isn't making, you know, Oof. billion view yeah. videos again? But even Mr. Beast content is like. Obviously, it's. Oh, he's he's gone on record it, to say that he has paid for plenty of his videos. Before. No, I'm like saying, he's put I'm more into like, it than he got out of it. With almost. Mr. Beast content, it's just like a concept and then execution. It's not more yeah. like. You're not really getting to know him. Right. You know? Right. Where that's like a Kevin Samuels. He kind of like, he's telling his philosophy on yep. like life or just stuff like that. So, and like, think, think about like Joe Rogan. Like, people know Joe Rogan probably better than some people in his life know Joe Rogan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of his fans know him more. Yeah. Um, I think that's terrific. I think that the fans get a more uh, personal view of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what helped out Kevin Samuels too with like his career is like, uh, he was so authentic. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people will gravitate to that nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a good soul, man. Yeah, definitely man. a good soul. RP. So uh can move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the Elon Musk topic uh, last time mm-hmm. with him buying Twitter. We kind of reacted to that. Uh, and then some more news has come out about the Elon Musk oh, situation. Yeah. So where, let me pull up the tweet real quick. He said, uh, Twitter will always be free for casual users but maybe a slight cost for commercial slash government users. Um, what's your take on that? That's very interesting. Um, I did some research on it um, about since our last time we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very uh, weird that he's doing that because he's taken away his board of directors mm-hmm. eventually. I don't know if they're away yet, but he is. So he plans on not having a team to oversee his company and his business. He wants to make it private. He wants to make it operational from him. Um, my idea with what you just told me is like, I think that it's going to turn into a bid war, uh, eventually. Uh, but I also do think that it is his right. Yeah. And I think we kind of discussed what, what it a little mean, bit off air. What do you mean by bid war? You're going to have companies like Coca-Cola, Pepsi, uh, bidding to add, to make ads on Twitter. Oh, um, so that's what they're saying. It's like, that's what I think is it will happen. It's more, so they're saying like, you're going to have to pay for like ads or like tweets to like tweet. Basically, I think it's the... the, the or a tweet's going to have to be an ad. Right. So he's going to have to basically... You're going to have to pay him to tweet on his... To tweet an ad on his platform. So they they probably almost won't tweet regular stuff. Like sometimes you see Wendy's like going at right. people or something like that. Or Yeah. So I mean, he wants he wants strictly the ads. Yeah. As far as like the free speech like of them actually uh, typing out, I don't know. Yeah. But I know that he said specifically with the ads, yeah. he wants control of that because um, basically what we talked about off air too is like there's an accountability piece to it. You know what I mean? And um, there's a town hall meeting talking about this. I'm not really sure why, but there was a town hall meeting talking about his uh, ownership of Twitter. 
And one of the things that they they mentioned is like what accountability will Musk have like when the company goes private, mm-hmm. you know, how much of this stuff will go on him because someone made a good take. It's like if Coca-Cola has an ad on Twitter right now mm-hmm. and, you know, you're scrolling Twitter right underneath it, it could be like an ISIS beheading. Yeah. Like, does does he take the accountability for that? Right. Like, or does that is that just like unseen? Like, how does that change? Because a lot of companies go into the Twitter space, the Instagram space, and they have a team that overlooks what they put out. Mm-hmm. They try to limit that certain ads don't get put with certain videos. Yeah. Like ISIS beheadings, like uh, I don't want to say what she said, but like some other stuff. Yeah. So it's good that they're starting to regulate that part of it. Mm-hmm. But with him taking over the company and making it private that their their power is going to basically be not there. It's going to yeah. be in existence. So he's going to be in control of that stuff. So I don't know how he's going to essentially regulate the advertisements. What do you think that does for like the Twitter space? Do you feel as though Twitter is going to be more like more popular? Right. Or or do you think it's going to be like more uh, niche than it used to be? I think it will probably be more popular and mm-hmm. only because of what he envisions. Like he told, he said in an interview publicly that he envisions that Twitter can be a space where everyone in America, he said strictly America could be on that app. Yeah. Talking. That's what he wants. At the end of the day, he wants everyone in America on the app talking, discussing. Um, he Which aims, like, I mean, we already seen how that goes. I was going to say, it's weird because he also aims to limit their free speech, to mm-hmm. limit certain things of so? what you can say and can't say. Yeah. Like uh, in terms of, what I kind mean, of, in my opinion, speech, would it, he be limiting, you think? In my opinion, it would be because uh, he, he claims that he doesn't want to do this. But in my opinion, it would be the advertising. Oh, yeah. Because well, he's, ar- he's already I mean, trying to limit it. You know, and it's, he's yeah. already trying to take control of monetization. You know, things of what people say, making money off of it and stuff like that. So yeah. I think that he's going to eventually uh, make this app more safe. Yeah. Um, And I think that's going to come with regulations. Yeah. Uh, But I don't think we're there yet. I think his first mission while being in, in control of the company is to get rid of the board directors. Yeah. Make Twitter a space that every American can use. And yeah. that's simply what he wants. It's interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting. It's it's cool to see that this is like the first stage of it. Yeah. Um, you know, and seeing the business aspect that go into it, like the investors, the 19 investors that are like on board with him and like trying to trying to help him pay for all this shit. Yeah. Um, it's cool to see that part of it. As far as going back to your question about like, you know, charging companies and charging um you know, politicians to use the app. Yeah. Now that's, Bro, that's going to get a little messy. The government side of that, I kind of like though. But I know you want, the thing about Twitter before was you have access to these public figures. You're yeah. able to ask them. They don't always have to respond. If they don't feel like it. Yeah. But also at the same time, uh, propaganda becomes more prevalent. That too. Um, that's another reason he said he would like to make it private. Yeah. I saw some stuff about that as well because he said that uh, it limits basically like you said it limits the fake the fake propaganda it limits your your ability to make advertisements free yeah because uh, you know what i mean like if I you're mean, at the end of the day they'll still pay for it because like they'll pay for anything you know what i mean yeah, like, but it's like all free right now yeah all of it that yeah all of true it. so if you're a republican like donald trump and you say okay everyone in america go vote republican and it gets a million likes that's basically like free that's free ad advertising that's true um yeah, I feel as though with when it's ads mm-hmm. that there are certain regulation and standards that now that this is an advertisement, you have to follow. Right. Um, I think just by law. Mm-hmm. So that that would be an interesting aspect. I also think that's more fair, yeah. especially if like you have 
you're a politician and you're like trying to get votes and run the country like yeah i think you should have more standards for what you can and can't say 100 not, not necessarily about limiting free speech but just like the truth you know what i mean right that's because it, it, it becomes a fine line between what you can and can't say because if you're a politician and you tweet i like hamburgers versus uh go vote such and such mm -hmm. you know it's it's hard to monetize that how do you as, as a twitter person how do you go in there and look and see all right this is bad this is good uh i think it it's not about bad and good necessarily. I think one, you have to pay for it. Just yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then two, it's like, if you break certain rules, we're like, say, say for example, you can't be like, oh, Joe Biden voted about this. And it's like, not true. Yeah. Or like defamation sort right, of things right. where like this person there's like maybe, like I said, defamation laws to say this person uh, did this or this person is a this and mm -hmm. they're really not. Yeah. Then like you have consequences for that. Maybe like your account gets banned. I don't know what they have now, but obviously it's like a weird space where like people get banned for like things that they probably shouldn't get banned for. It's just strange. It, and that's I think it's good for him to be in, in, in control of this because we can stop that kind of stuff. Like I know um, they asked... Uh, if Trump wants to come back on Twitter, mm -hmm. he said no. And so, you know, it's one of those things where like, That's is he going to prerogative those? Is like, he going to ban people? Like, is is that how it's going to look? But I wanted to say uh, earlier is that it comes down to like advertisers. He doesn't want to lose his advertisers because at the, at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, he's going to make money from the advertisers. Mm -hmm. So, um, it'd be interesting to see how he quote unquote makes it private, makes the regulations happen yeah uh because it's like so is he gonna start meeting with coca-cola is he gonna start because he obviously wants these brands to continue to advertise on his platform yeah but he wants to limit what they say what they don't say so i, I mean, don't as really long know as there's an audience and a vast audience mm -hmm. advertisers will pay for ads yeah you know what i mean yeah it's just they didn't have to before which i think is gonna be weird just like how we talked about like the politicians and stuff like it's gonna be kind of interesting because like Will Instagram and all these other companies start to follow suit? Yeah. So, so you never know. We can uh, switch the topic. So we had an album come out recently. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Um. I wish I knew. Here, you want to bring up the album name? Uh, yeah. Because I had the post like I snapped it. I did a snapshot of it, but I haven't looked at the album myself. Like I haven't listened to it yet. I've just been seeing news about it. Let me turn my mic. So is it Come Home, The Kids Miss You? Yes. Uh, by Jack Harlow. Yes. Yeah. That's Jack Harlow. Um, so for those who don't know, Jack Harlow's album was long awaited. Uh, a lot of us have seen him in media. Uh, he's been like hosting different things like pickup games, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Uh, celebrity games. Um, and I guess the idea, and I, I would say this too, us as fans, like we're starting to, I'll get to the album guys, but like us as fans, we're starting to... Um, I guess, judge things too fast. And I think that a lot of people thought that this was going to be like a greater album than it was supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, I think he had like two features on it. Because, I mean, Jack Harlow's singles usually go crazy. They go crazy. Right. And um, so anyways, I say all that to say this. It's like literally he just came out with the album the same day it gets fried. Yeah. Uh, people start going down the track list. Um, they say that basically it's all monotone. It's all the same flow. There's no different flows. And by the way, disclosure, I have not heard this album at all. I don't think Drew has either. 
Um, I listened to a little couple, bit of it. A couple of it. So it's just like one of those things where like uh, people just said like it's opinion based. It's the same. Sounds the same. Every song sounds the same. There's no origi- originality to it. Um, but my thing is like they keep comparing him to people. Mac Miller. They compared him to Mac Miller. They compared him to ID, uh, IDK, which is another rapper. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, it's just he's he's honestly being set up for, for failure. You think so? Yeah, because I mean, he's definitely a good artist. And I think that a lot of people were expecting a lot more from him, mm-hmm. which is arguably that's that's fair because he's I just come know out with one on album. song with Drake. He got washed because yeah. it was like a lot of basic bars. And that's what they said was the best uh, song on the album. Yeah. So. You know, I mean, your Drake's best... going to do his thing, though. You yeah, know but I mean? your best songs of future. So, I mean, honestly, I have to go back and listen to it myself with my own ears to see and judge. Mm-hmm. Um, but Twitter, I mean, they wrecked him, man. They were saying like he's he he basically is uh, he's like the most overhyped uh, industry plant. Yeah. They said he was like uh, worse Which, than I Mac mean, Miller and all of those. Stuff. Seen, I'm like, come on We've now. seen what Jack Harlow singles do. I mean, he goes he goes in. Yeah. But like, does he have the same flow? Maybe. I was going to say, and that's where I, I, when people said that, I was like, okay, I can that, see. That kills you in, in a rap over right. a long period of time. Like you have to be able to Not only change that, your Drew, cadences, change your flows. This is his second album too. Yeah. Like his first album we got when he first was like, you know, his first wave. We see Jack Harlow. Mm-hmm. A lot of people jumped on the wave. I forget that one he song. He had a lot to prove now. Yeah. A lot to prove. This yeah. is your second album. This is like your sophomore album. You've yeah. been out for a while. You've been, you know, out and about. I guess people just, they thought the music was going to be better. Yeah. And um, he just didn't deliver. Um, from what I'm hearing is like the the beats are just not anything special. Yeah, his flows aren't anything special. They people listened to it and got nothing out of the album. That's there's what no, they said. Yeah. There's no message to it. Like there's nothing from this album that you're gonna get and say, okay, this is significant. And most people gave it a 4.9 out of 10. And that's a sophomore somebody, album. Somebody said Jack Harlow having the career Lil Dicky thought he was gonna have. <laughs> oh my god! It's just bro. they're comparing him left and yeah. right, man, and like. They always compare like white rappers. Yeah. And I just think it's unfair for him on that aspect because he's not Mac Miller. Mac Miller was a genius, man. Like Mac Miller was his sophomore album was uh, it was uh, Blue Slide Park. And then his sophomore album was. But also you got to look at we have a full career. Yeah. Pretty much of Mac Miller to digest. That's true. That's true. And like this is his second album. Jack Carla kind of blew up like a list almost. Yeah. Is he a list? Maybe B list. I don't know. Yeah. But. Mac Miller did it right off rip. Like he had to, it, it was a different time. All his fans were earned, I would say. Yeah, it was a different time then. Not bought. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Jack Harlow's fans are necessarily bought, but like they just, like he's a cool ass dude mm-hmm. from what you see in the media. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people attach themselves. Yeah. To and honestly, to your point, uh, a fan did tweet, like, uh, to be honest with you, like it was a black dude. He's like, to be honest with you, um, the album wasn't that bad. But he has a specific audience and it's not for me. Mm-hmm. And I get that because Jack Harlow does have a specific audience now. Like he has a specific group of people that he kind of, you know, looks to. And so, yeah, I kind of don't want to knock him for that just yet. I want to mm-hmm. listen to the album and see how, how it goes. And honestly, sophomore albums are usually toss ups anyway. Mm-hmm. A lot of them don't hit right away. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm still rocking with but Jack Harlow. Also, a lot of music has come out. Uh, you look at Future's album, you look at Derek's album. Oh, yeah. And we got uh, Kendrick Baby, Lamar. Little Baby's about to drop. Uh, Kendrick Lamar next yeah, week. Kendrick Lamar next week. Next week. I was about to go crazy. Yeah. Like, it's a really good time for music. Right. And so it's kind of hard to drop during that. And you're Jack Harlow. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it. Like, I you're, mean, you're Jack Harlow. Like, you're. It, it all depends on what you deliver. I mean, we're going to have to break down the album and give opinion for, for ourselves, sure. but. For sure. Yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. Action Bronson dropped. Like, Action Bronson dropped. 
Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's a, a lot clouded of space. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, hard to follow up that. Was we can get into our last topic of the day. UFC 274. Yes. Um, last well, two days ago, I guess it was. Uh, were the weigh-ins? That was yesterday, right? Oh, that was two days. Just one they, day? they usually do the weigh-ins. Oh, yeah. the day before. Yep. Yeah. So that was yesterday. It was Friday. Um, man, crazy, crazy, crazy. So reportedly, from the weigh-ins, over you said twenty fighters, uh, went overweight. Yeah, I saw point five. Yeah. Well, twenty f- fighters rounded up. Okay, so let me break down what I was gonna say okay. with the scale. But okay. yeah, uh. Multiple fighters were weighing in a little bit overweight. Uh, Charles Oliveira, obviously, yep. champ. Uh, point five one, point five over. They stripped him of his title. Yeah, officially. and uh, there is controversy behind it because some people are saying that the scales were rigged. Some people are saying uh, there's and, one. And uh, note you, mind you, this is under the supervision of the State of Athletic Commission. So these are but like they did release a statement saying they're not responsible for this uh everything like all the weigh-in stuff is by the usd i'll let you finish but my my thing on that is like they literally check the scales they check them but like ufc is responsible for this specific incident so there was a former ufc employee uh mike i don't know his last name but his name is mike i think it was like mike dulce or something like that i don't know but he was saying um that the official scales for UFC always weigh down. So say say you um That's interesting. Yeah. They weigh this down? Weight like they round down. So say you weigh one seventy point say like your weight class is one seventy. Yeah. Say you weigh one seventy point two. On the official scale, it's gonna round you to one seventy. Officially. Mm, okay. And it's always been rigged. Is what they, they say. This guy said. Mm. And he used to work for the UFC, I think, 13 plus years. Um, but in this particular instance, I think they're saying this scale was like rounding up. Oh, wow. So like, say, say. Uh, so it was like a heavier scale. Yeah. Say Oliveira was 170.3. Mm-hmm. Then it would go up to 170.5. Oh, wow. Um, and that makes sense because, I mean, that's what you, you got 20 fighters who weigh over. That way, 0.5 or whatever. Yeah, that yeah. it has to be the scale. If it's 0.5 for every fighter, because a lot of them were yeah. 0.5. I don't and think so, Dana, at this point, I don't think Dana has responded to it. No, not um, But yeah, this results in a loss if this stays how it is and Oliveira is considered to be overweight. He loses millions of dollars um, just because... And then he obviously doesn't have his belt. Yeah. And like you were saying, you think that... Uh, I have a couple points to this. Yeah. My, 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 my first point is that uh, I hate to bring race into it, but with Dana White in the UFC, if you go back in history and look at the Brazilian fighters, there's always been controversy so at some point. Yeah. You, Anderson Silva, this guy, fucking Vitor Bel- Belfort. Like, there's always something. Because didn't v- Vitor have some shit that happened to him, I too? I mean, a lot of times in Brazil, though, they be juicing, They bro. They juice. I'm not they juice. Lie. They juice, and they do stuff that is kind of, like, under regulation, yeah. right? But my thing is with this situation is that you have 20 fighters who weighed. Yeah. They're all overweight. this is a race thing. I think it's just, like, my the thing fact is just, that they're... I just feel like Brazilian... It's a different scale as The well. Brazilian fighters have always had stuff happen to them with the UFC. I just feel like that's been a thing. My second thing to this is like, 
they, uh, DC, Dan Cormier, just like tweeted out that this could be a heavy scale. And if that's mm-hmm. the case, then the UFC looks bad. Yeah. This isn't the first time the UFC's had trouble with the weight. I think with this situation, the UFC already looks bad. Especially oh, yeah. because like there's a scale. They weigh in before the weigh-ins. He like, weighed twice. In the back. He weighed twice. Well, this is even before the official. Yeah. They weigh in in the back, like in front of officials. Mm-hmm. And like he was on weight. Yeah, he was on weight with one of them. And then all of a sudden... I the think when he's over 0.5. So that's so strange. You decide how that looks to you. I'm sure more information will be leaked on it. Yeah. But and it, it's just not a good look for the UFC at all. And yeah. you look at Gaethje. Gaethje's already up at what? 162. I think he tweeted 175, 162. So he's already back up at regular weight because mm-hmm. of the rules with the UFC's weight. And I, I, I don't like that. The weight cutting of yeah. like how basically you can hit. You got to hit weight on that day of waiting or the weigh ins. Yeah. After that, you can basically go up to your, your regular weight. Here's that's thing, bullshit. Though. It's, I, it's not bullshit, bullshit because bullshit. like there should definitely be weight classes. You don't have to cut down if you don't want to. That's Both your fighters, own when they get in that octagon, should be the exact same weight. Yeah, not but when like, they weigh in, but when they get in the octagon, it's your decision whether or not you want to fight at one seventy or you want to fight at one eighty five. Like that's your own decision. Yeah, but it's weird you though because wanna, it's kind of not just giving yourself. No, it is because you're giving you know yourself mean? an advantage, and if you want that advantage, you have to pay the sacrifice. Like, someone made a good point. Oliveira and uh, Gaethje both have different natural weights. Mm-hmm. We can we can agree on that for sure. As fans of the MMA, we know that yeah. that's how it goes. So Oliveira, they're saying weighs like you said, one seventy naturally, one eighty naturally, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Dustin Gaethje weighs like one sixty naturally, one sixty five naturally, whatever whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But the part that I don't like is that you guys basically have to go into the weigh-ins. Both of you are one fifty five. You say that you're one fifty five. We weigh yeah. you. We put it on paper. You're one fifty five. After that night, the UFC has no account of how much you weigh. But that's any that's any fighting promotion. Yeah, MMA and all that kind that's of stuff. That's what you sign up That's my for. thing, though. It's but like you're not gonna go that's crazy so dumb. high. It's not like you're gonna go so dumb, so far off weight. Like yeah, but he could just go like 160. That's anybody. But if you can both do it, it's fair. I feel like yeah. I mean, it's just weird to me, and I feel like they need to change the rules on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also the know. scales I've- too. Like, I just say fix the scales and everything's fine. Bro, Athletic Commission, like, you guys are literally, that's your job. It's, you it's, can put I don't it on think UFC. It's on the, no, I don't think it's on the Athletic Commission. I think it's on the UFC. I read an article that said they, they basically checked the scales mm-hmm. before weigh-ins, like, the night before and then I think the morning before. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys should have caught that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like if you see, if you're testing the scales, you're looking at them, um, that's, like, not the UFC. That's you guys doing your job. Yeah. You and, know, you have to catch that kind of and stuff. And it's not a digital... It's not a digital one. Either, no, it's so. not a digital scale. It's like, you know, it's the yeah, the old I, school shit. I forget what that's called. But yeah, it's it's a shame, man. It's a shame to see that like such a great champion, because mm-hmm. I think Oliveira very, he very much earned his respect as a champion because a lot of people didn't think he deserved it the first time. Yeah. He's been beating people left and right, bro. And easy. Dustin Poirier, fucking yeah. uh, Michael Chandler. Like, who do you who do you think is going to win this one? Oh, man. I think Oliveira. Yeah, I think Oliveira. It sucks, well. but I think Oliveira because Gaethje is a good wrestler. Uh, he's good on the feet, but when it comes to like legitimately like doing some submissions and doing uh, what was that called like jujitsu and stuff like yeah. that, like I think Oliveira takes the cake. Is he can't get him off of him, bro? Yeah, Oliveira's good on the ground, all around. He's, yeah, all around, pretty much. He's but, a good uh, champion. That's why I think that Justin is bullshit. Justin Gaethje's. I mean, he's got pretty good stand up and great wrestling, mm-hmm. but I don't think he has the submissions. So if it came down to it, I'll put my money on. Oliveira, but I mean, I thought Oliveira was going to lose the last one, so I did too. Fucked me over. I did yeah. too. Um, it's definitely it's definitely just like a crazy time for UFC right now, man. They mm-hmm. keep making news, yeah, and it's it's negative. It's not good. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, but at the end of the day, they're gonna do their numbers, their own by Disney, oh, yeah. so they're fine. Oh yeah, they're yeah. fine. Um, I w- I'm curious to see what what he has to say about this though. Yeah, I, um, Dana White would probably break it down, and whatever he say, say becomes a law. So it is it's what just, it is. It's dumb as fuck to me though. Yeah, it you, shouldn't have happened. What do you think? Because I want to ask you that. Like you, you've given some facts, but what do you think? Like. I mean, as far as I, I taking think, the belt, I think they shouldn't have taken the belt. I think there's obviously a problem with the scales. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, what's done is done. You can't yeah. really do anything about it. Yeah. Uh, he should definitely get the belt if he wins. They should be like, if all these fighters are complaining or saying something about it, then like, dude, two months ago we were yeah. dealing with the shit with Ngannou. Like, yeah. I just think he needs to stop with the bullshit, bro. Yeah. Like, just let these people fight. Pay mm-hmm. your fighters. Pay your fighters. Make sure that everything is correct. Make your money, man. Yeah, I'm like, still want to see uh, Ngannou <laughs> fight. I still want to see Ngannou box uh, Tyson Fury. Oh yeah, I saw that but too. I think didn't Tyson Fury retire? Uh, Tyson Fury, I don't know. I think he retired. I think they're they're trying to they're trying to make that fight for a second there though. Not yeah, because he just dropped somebody in like the sixth round. The dude who was fighting. So oh wow, yeah. But I, I want to see that. Uh, I'd love to. I want to see, see Ngannou get his bag as well. Yeah, I want to see him get the bag, and uh, you know it's not coming from Dana. Yeah. Ferguson's uh, fight, got a fight coming up too. Yeah, and he wants to fight outside uh, for a boxing match. Mm-hmm. A couple people do actually, and I think that he should just allow it. Yeah, it's, it's only going to build your brand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got anything else? Uh, we could wrap. No, um, I think that's just about it, man. There's a lot of news this week, but uh, it's like a lot of messy news. It's a lot of stuff going on it's behind a, the woodwork. Is. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. So we tried mm-hmm. to make it uh, as simple as as possible for you guys to listen to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all that being said, guys, we want to go ahead and wrap it today. Um, shout out to Prestige Gears, uh, warmest hoodies, softest clothing on the market. Uh, link in description. Also, shout out to uh, ESET, our EC77. Illusion Clothing Company. Uh-huh. They uh, provide us with some really dope gear, too. So that's awesome. Um, and then lastly, we want to shout out Emerald Gaze. I'm um, wearing your hat right now. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for always supporting the brand um, and also supporting us. Uh, without you guys, we couldn't do it. And so, yeah, we're just going to keep it rocking. Keep it going. And yeah. uh, anything else you want to add, Drew? Uh, just uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and leave a like on the video, comment. Uh, if you have anything we should talk about, go ahead and drop it, drop it below. Uh, DM us or anything like that. Yes, uh, yes. Don't mess with the boys. Hit us up. Um, Peace. Yeah.